1: If you give a damn about the business of making things in America, you got to support the companies who are doing it right. Go to american-giant.com/mike to get 20% off your first order. That's american-giant.com/mike.
2: What's up Browns fans? Welcome to the Dogs podcast. Let's kick this thing off.
0: Welcome to the Dogs podcast. With your hosts Blake Rennaker, Zach Cop, Justin Charles, and Josh All.
2: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another uh, episode of the Dogs Podcast. First time being back in the studio in about a month, so I decided to do a throwback intro for you guys. I haven't done that; in <laughs> it's probably been almost a year since I've done an intro. I yeah. mean, I want
3: everybody to realize that was not a rerun. That
2: was. Live and real. yeah, I just I came up with that right off the cuff of my my sleeve. Pretty impressive. Yeah. You know, I'm not a professional, you know, they don't just give out the term professional. I had to earn it. <laughs> uh um welcome back to another episode. If you'd like to get your intro on the show so you don't have to hear my lame one anymore, head to the dogspodcast.com, tap leave voicemail on the drop down menu. Um you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. TikTok game is getting pretty good. So thank you to everybody who has been tuning in on TikTok. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, please like and subscribe. Uh, we were looking today. Only 30% of our listeners are subscribed. Yeah. So, you know, to the 60% of you who aren't subscribed or whatever, tap uh, you know, the subscribe button. Get notifications uh, whenever we drop new episodes. We've been dropping a lot of videos, shorts, all that good stuff for you guys. So make sure you tap the notification bell. Make sure you subscribe. It helps us out a lot. We'd appreciate it. If you prefer to just listen to the podcast, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, Google, pretty much anywhere where you find a podcast. Uh, Lastly, if you're looking for more content, head to jointhedogs.com. Become an official Dog Pack member on our Patreon page. Um, We're getting closer to the football season-ish again, so we're going to have fantasy leagues going again. Mm -hmm. Um, We had two football. Full leagues last year winners of those leagues got uh free dogs merch there's no intro fee into to the fantasy leagues if you join the patreon you're just you're in the league the leagues if you want um i think it'd be cool to have a third and a fourth league this year if we get enough people um, we have threads going on in there it's basically like an online browns community that spans the globe i'm not just being sarcastic there's people from ireland mm-hmm. the uk um all the way out to california and up to ottawa canada So it's, I mean, it's It's pretty cool getting
3: perspectives from Browns fans around the world, not just, you know, around our, you know, state or, you know, close states or even just the country. It's, it's global. It's awesome.
2: We had people asking uh, in the Patreon this week uh, how like the law worked in yeah. the U S because they were they're from, I think Ireland or the UK or something like that. I think It was UK. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Like he had to ask how it worked here. Um, and I was like, man, this is bigger than I ever thought it would be. <laughs> you know, I didn't think I'd ever be, you know, talking to people from across the pond. So if that kind of thing interests you, um, again, it's nonstop Browns 24, seven in there. Uh, these guys are, they're all diehards, uh, join the dogs.com, become an official dog pack member lastly before we get into the episode we are doing a contest right now it was to celebrate hitting what 3,000 or 50,000 likes on TikTok, I think. Yeah, 50,000, yeah. So we're already over 60,000, so we appreciate that. But to celebrate hitting 50,000 likes on TikTok, we're giving away a free Browns jersey plus some dog stickers. So how it works, you're going to head to Apple Podcast. If you don't have Apple, you can do Spotify. You're going to give us a five-star review, and you have to write out a review. It can be two words, great show, five stars. You don't have to go crazy. You're going to screenshot it, send it to the email Bark at the dogs podcast.com. We're going to see that. It's going to get you entered into the contest. If you do that, the first 100 people who do that are going to get dog stickers, no matter whether they win or not come draft night during our live draft show, we're going to draw a winner and that person's going to get a free Browns Jersey, any player they want, as long as it's, a player that has a Jersey. You can't get a custom Jersey. We're not, you know, totally made of money, Uh, you know, but we're going to give away no strings attached, hundred percent free Browns Jersey. We will contact you, get your size, get your address. We'll order it off the website and it'll get sent straight to you. It's going to fit custom just for you. So if you guys want a free Browns Jersey, leave us a a five-star review on Apple or Spotify, Um, a perk for the Patreon members. So for all you Patreon members and anybody who wants to get a second entry All Patreon members are automatically in the contest whether they leave us a review or not. So if you'd go leave us a review and you're in the Patreon, you can be entered twice. So if that kind of interests you, you know, dogs.com, become a member. And for all you guys who are already Patreon members, go leave us a review so you can have your second entry. So that takes us into the episode. Um, Some things we know, kind of a decent amount to talk about this week. Um, If you guys didn't hear, Baker Mayfield was on a podcast. Um, and so we wanted to talk about that cause you know, there's a lot of sound bites, um, from the podcast. Um, a lot of people are reacting to things he said. Uh, so, you know, we just want to give you guys our take. Um, did you want to play the clip first or did you want to give your overall
3: thoughts first or how'd you want to do it? You know, let's just kick it off with the clip and then we can discuss it. Okay.
4: All right. Now I was like, I really truly honestly have no regrets of my time in Cleveland of what I tried to give that place. Right. And, True Clevelanders and true Browns fans know know that. And that's why I can walk away from the whole situation feeling like I I did it. And now do you feel like do you feel like the way the office has handled it has been disrespectful to you given what's given where you came in and where they are now and uh, I mean yeah, the respect thing is like it, it's all it's all going to be like a personal opinion. Like, yeah, and it's, I don't I, no, I, I feel disrespected 100% mm, mm. because I was told one thing and they completely did another. That's what I'm in the middle of right now. And You know what? Okay. I got, I got my taste of it because I've had four different head coaches in four years, a bunch of different coordinators. I've had... Talk about the highs? They always come back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they always, come back. They always yeah. come back. But, like, I mean, I had great times in my rookie year. Like, I didn't, I didn't start in the beginning. I came in and got to have fun the back half of the year. 2019 sucked. 2020 was great. Made the playoffs. 2021 was miserable. It's like... Whew, whew. Yeah. I'm just looking for stabilization right now. And, like, I know... What I need to do for me to be, to be the best version of me and to be able to lead an organization. And like, I'm in a good place right now Right. to where like, I have no clue where I'm going.
2: Okay. All right. So I'll start off by saying that I listened to the whole podcast because I didn't want to just hear a sound clip and take it out of context or whatever. For the most part, I I didn't really have a problem with anything he had to say or the way he said it on the show. Um, It was a good lesson. Uh, He didn't – I thought it was going to be way worse, you know, kind of given his history. So, in that regard, I don't – you know, there were some things where I I didn't 100% agree with. um, You know, just from that clip, how he was talking about how he had four coaches. We get that. We all get that. But also, at the same time, then, you know, your last two years, you had coach of the year, best offensive line in football, two best – you know, two of the best running backs in football. Mm -hmm. You know, so – yeah we get it early in your career there are some bumps but you say you're looking for stability the most unstable thing about our organization the last few years was you
3: yep so and, and that's the part that got me too was here. here he is again making excuses for himself you know now he's resorting to the well oh, I've had four head coaches I've had this you know all these coordinators blah 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 let other people make your excuses you are the quarterback you are the leader of the team and I think it was um uh, who was, I forget who I was listening to. Oh, Cal Herd. And he was saying, when you're the quarterback and you're the face of a franchise, you give credit to everybody else when you win and you take all the blame when you lose. It's just what you have to do.
2: Yeah. Um, there are some other things he mentioned, you know, throughout the podcast, not necessarily in that clip. My takeaway from the the, the whole show, like I said, I didn't mind it. I thought it was okay. It kind of came across to me as rehearsed. Like, you know what I mean? He's saying all the right things in this podcast, but he's comfortable right now. He's sitting there with his guys. It's in his neighborhood. These guys live in his neighborhood. He's at his neighbor's house, just relaxing. Got his dog on the couch. Yeah, Yeah. shooting the crap with these guys. But we've seen Baker, when his back's against the wall and it's uncomfortable, he goes to his true self. Mm -hmm. He's loud. Um, He calls out media people. He says things like... um, I'm going to play. It's my decision. He calls out Duke Johnson for, you know, his contract. So when things aren't going well for Baker, we've seen like his true colors. It's easy to sit on the couch being perfectly comfortable, you know, and saying all the right things. But what are you going to be like when you're, your hands to the fire? We see your true colors. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So he was saying a lot of things throughout this podcast about, you know, how he, he deleted social media because he didn't want to have rabbit ears, blah, 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 blah. blah but that's not what he did in real life.
4: You know what <laughs> I mean? He yep.
2: might've deleted social media in real life, but then he turned it back on to post a goodbye letter to the city for the team that he's still on. Yeah. He's still on the team. So, I mean, he's saying all the right things over here, but then his actions aren't what he was, what he says he was doing. So, I. Uh, I mean, again, it wasn't the worst podcast. I don't think he comes out compl- super negative or anything, but it's just like if we've if you've been a fan of the Browns and Baker for the last four years and you listened to that, you were like, bro, this
3: isn't what you were doing. Right, exactly. And the, the one thing, and it comes from the clip that we played there that was interesting to me is, you know, he, he said, I feel disrespected. The team told me one thing and did another. Uh, I don't think that's necessarily true because I just got a tweet here from Mike Garofalo from – March 17th, he said the Browns have been informed they're out of the running for Deshaun Watson. The team still views Baker as their quarterback going forward. Yeah, because they don't, they're out of the running. That makes sense. He said they told, the team told Mayfield's agents at the combine. This was way before this, all this stuff with Deshaun at the combine. They'd only explore top tier quarterbacks such as Watson. Baker's camp knew that the Browns were going to be exploring top tier quarterback options if they were available, if opportunities were there. And there was. Sean Watson was available. The opportunity was there. So they pursued him. They actually did exactly what they told him they were going to do, not the opposite.
2: Yeah. And, and even if you do feel disrespected, just wait. Wait till you're on. Yeah. A, if your goal is to get traded, you know what I mean? Then, then yeah. just wait. Mm-hmm. Say, say it, when you're under contract on a new team, if somebody asks you, you know, or how about just say something like, you know it sucks, but it's a business. I just got to handle what I can handle.
3: Yeah, I mean, and that's what i, I would imagine a new organization is looking for. If you come on, we just talked about this. You're going to come in to be the quarterback, which means you're the leader of the team. Well, they probably are looking for somebody who's going to come in, put his head down, and just say, ah, "You know what? I'm not going to talk about that stuff. That stuff's done with. I got my new organization, my new team, my new focus, and I'm ready to get to work." Yeah. One
2: thing that bothered me throughout the podcast, early in the podcast, when they started, when they, he was talking about this year in Cleveland. Um, you were asking about his injuries, and he, he was explaining, you know, what happened to his shoulder and that stuff. And he went on to say, like, you know, I knew that I couldn't. There were things I wanted to do that I couldn't do. But in every press conference throughout mm-hmm. this whole season, you told us that the injuries weren't an issue and you wouldn't play if you thought you it wasn't what was best for the team. And then you sit on this couch in this podcast and you tell us, uh, you know, I knew that I couldn't do it. There were things I couldn't do. Um, So then why did you Why were you on the field? Yes. Why did you tell everybody that the injury wasn't an issue Mm -hmm. and that you wouldn't play if you didn't think it was
3: best for the team? And I've had that conversation slash argument with a lot of people since the Deshaun Watson thing and people saying, well, they should have given Baker another chance because he was hurt and it was limiting him. And I said, you can't can't use that excuse because he wouldn't use that excuse. (laughs) He said every single week, I'm fine. I'm making all the throws in practice. Injury's not affecting me. I'm going to be out there Sunday playing. Okay, then don't use this as, as an excuse now. Yeah,
2: you don't get to tell me that the injuries aren't a problem before the game and then go out and, in the game and play poorly. And then after the game, say, well, you know, I'm banged up.
3: Yeah, oh, this I was the, really restricted there. Yeah, that's not the way it works. Yep. Game, and it wasn't like it was one time. It wasn't like he, he told everybody he was fine, had a crappy game, and then said, oh, yeah, it hurts. It was started to become week after week after week. Bad performance on top of another one. And he would just come back and go, like, I'm fine. I'm medically cleared. And he, he started, you know, in the podcast, and he went on to say, like, whenever
2: his performance started to dip on the field, then it became mental with him. um You know, it was... He's having mental problems with... Because he wasn't doing the things on it. So, like, you're telling me physically you weren't good and mentally you weren't good, yet you were standing up on the podium every week trying to tell us... So it's like the... Like a fake tough guy. Yeah. And, we, you know, we t- I talked about this before any of this ever happened. Like, I felt like he was losing the locker room. He actually kind of touched on that. Like, he, he doesn't... Necessarily know how to motivate rich guys in the locker room. He talked about how in college it was easy because they were all there for the same reason. You know, in the NFL, a lot of these guys—they, I mean, it sucks for us, but they really don't care if they win or lose. They're there to perform to the best that they can and to make money for their families. Yeah, winning and losing yeah. is—you know—if it comes, cool. If not, I'm still a millionaire.
3: True. Winning is number one for the fans. It's number two priority for the players. Yes. So. At least for a lot of the players. Yeah, I would say yeah. Um, not everybody, but so he he's trying
2: to figure out you know what it takes to motivate that kind of locker room. So all these talks about like how Baker's been a great leader, I some of that I think is a little overblown. I think we saw this year the locker room didn't have his back. Um, no, we've seen didn't. more guys like supporting Deshaun Watson since he's become a Brown than we have seen people supporting Baker. Yeah. Um, So it just like, again, the podcast was fine. It went better than I was expecting. There was just things that there were little things in there that I I didn't love. Um, The one thing I'll touch on it, we didn't play the sound clip is when he talked about how uh, they were kind of talking about the mental part of the game, like getting booed and stuff and how he said he would, he would love to go to (sighs) some person's cubicle and boo them nonstop and watch them crumble. And I, I was just like, and then they all kind of laughed. And but I don't—he wasn't joking. Some people have told me, "Well, that was a joke." No, he—they were laughing it no, off because it was funny. Before. Yeah, because it was funny, not because he was joking. He meant it. Mm-hmm. And oh, for sure, it's it's so out of touch. It's so out of touch, dude. First of all, part of being the face of the franchise is dealing with that. You don't get paid like getting paid that kind of money is because you can handle everything that
3: comes with the job. And coming part of that is criticism from fans. You know what else people don't do? When somebody's sitting in their cubicle and they do a really great job, they don't come and cheer (laughs) at the side of their cubicle. So you're right. He's so out of touch. That's not even an equal comparison. You know what the job is. You're playing a sport. You're playing a game for millions of dollars that people pay a lot of money to come watch, to cheer, to boo. They, their emotions are in the game, so and, and you I know how to. You got to be able to deal with these reactions from people. And it's I crazy. get
2: it's easier said than done. Um, players are people too. Yes, and as fans, we kind of we can forget about that sometimes. But at the same time, Susie in her cubicle didn't make eighteen million.
3: Right.
2: right. You know what I mean. So you think booing her is the pressure? No, the pressure for. That average person in the cubicle was, if I screw up at this job and get fired, now I can't pay my bills. Now I can't feed my family. You don't have real pressure. I think it was Damian Lillard who said this a couple years ago. They are asking about like the pressure of the playoffs. (laughs) And he was like, this isn't pressure. I'm getting paid millions to play a child's game. This is nothing. Pressure is if these people at home who are living paycheck to paycheck – they don't know how they're going to get food next week. They don't know how they're going to pay their electric. You don't have real pressure. I, I respect that take a yeah. lot. I like, really do. So to say, like, guess what? If if she is as bad at her job in her cubicle as you are at quarterback this year, she'll be fired, mm-hmm. and she won't be a millionaire afterwards. Correct. So it's it's just it was so out of touch. You can you can laugh and say he he was not joking. He was serious. He just said it in a laughy matter.
3: Yeah, and you're in the entertainment business. I mean. Do you think stand-up comedians don't get booed when they suck? <laughs> of course they do, but they also get cheered when they're hilarious. It's it's entertainment, it's the way it is. And maybe he just got too used to 2020 being empty stadiums and not having any fan reactions that this year he comes out and plays like garbage and gets booed. That's I just I don't know. I don't get it. I mean, I mean you've been <laughs> playing football your whole life, dude. You you know this is what happens. Yeah,
2: and, and people do have pressure. Guess if the if uh if I sucked at my last job, there is pressure. Yeah, exactly. I was getting, you yes. know, I was getting crapped on from all angles if I didn't perform the way I was supposed to perform in my last job. Yeah, trust me. And I wasn't making millions of dollars a year, so that's real pressure. Knowing, like, oh, holy crap, I screwed up. If I lose this job, I'm screwed. You, you can lose your job. He even said on the podcast he he could retire today and financially be okay for the rest of his life. Absolutely. So, so you have no real pressure. Yeah. So I, I did. That was so out of touch. I agree. I agree. Completely. That, was, that blew my mind. I'm like, come on. Justin freaked out about that. Oh, I bet. That yeah. was like
3: the thing that he really hated. Well, and that, honestly, if you think about it, who comes to the, the games to support these players? People that have actual real-life pressure, who aren't mm-hmm. making millions of dollars, who can't just retire tomorrow and be good. So whenever the guy that they're coming to support or boo or whatever they want to do on a Sunday says, oh, well, you know, the fans with their pressure – we don't take it seriously one bit. We're like, dude, come on. And here's the don't thing. Don't tell us. The
2: fans, as long as the fans aren't being, um, like, I guess, you know, racist, they're not spitting, throwing things, throwing things. Yeah. If they can do whatever they want. Sure. You can. Don't make it, per. you know, if don't stand next to Baker and say something personal about his wife. But if you keep it on the field. And you boo the play, Mm -hmm. the fan has every right to do that. Yeah. They paid to be there. If it wasn't for the overwhelming support that people had for that team, you wouldn't have a job. Yeah. So, exactly. That's what they're within their right. As long as they keep it, we'll say, keep it classy, Mm -hmm. they have every right to boo.
3: Yep. 100%. And not to go too far down into any other negative area with Baker Mayfield, but let's just comment real quick on uh, his, I guess, market. Right now. Um, what is the market for him? Because he's still on the team. So a lot of people, I think the, the league is telling you what they think of Baker Mayfield. That he's not that good. That's, you know, yeah.
2: th- the league is telling At you. At least not look, for the money. Which yes. And the money
3: is still cheaper than. Most yes. starting quarterbacks anyway.
2: The the league is telling you, what,
3: honestly, I've been telling you for like the last I six know. months. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But they're not getting yelled at for it like I was. Um, you were just ahead of the game. I, <laughs> I keep saying you're just an early adopter of these things people don't want to hear. but
2: Yeah. Uh, and people are saying, well, there's teams interested just not for the money. If he was as good as he thought he was, teams would be all over him for eighteen million. For eighteen million for a starting quarterback and in the NFL. They're saying, well, it's eighteen years and only one year. Eighteen million. Eighteen million for only one year. So you're not going to gamble. For- yes, you would. If you thought he was a franchise quarterback, mm-hmm. you would be signing him and then extend. It wouldn't just be one year. You would be signing him and extending him immediately if you were really convinced he was a franchise quarterback.
3: You have teams like the Atlanta Falcons who are like, yeah, we just signed Marcus Mariota for this year, who hasn't or, played. Or roll the dice,
2: yeah. Um, the Texans <laughs> didn't even want him, yeah. And you're fine. And now you're hearing like, if if the Browns want to get rid of him, they're going to have to
3: pay part of his salary. That's what the league thinks of you, Baker. Yeah, like you got to take some of the hit to even send him to us. Yeah, or they, they want draft picks, and you know, on top of it. I mean, Seattle, for crying out loud, has said, yeah, we got Drew Locke, and we know how we all feel about Drew Locke. The problem with Baker for like a team like Seattle is why
2: would they pay him when if he comes – so Seattle with Drew Locke is what?
3: A five-win team? What's Seattle with Baker? A five-win team. That's why they're okay with what they've got. Yep. They're not... I think they're looking in the draft probably. I think they might have a guy – We'll get into some of that. We'll I also heard
2: that. they could be in on Kyler Murray if that deteriorates.
3: I read something this morning that it sounds like he might not be coming back to Arizona. So maybe that's another landing spot for Baker. I don't know, dude. So, I mean, it's just the market for him is
2: not great right now. And, and no. to the people who say it's because of the money, that, that blows my mind. Yeah, if you think if people viewed him as a franchise quarterback, they would
3: be jumping at him to get him for eighteen million. I mean, you're talking about paying a guy who's going to be your starting potentially franchise quarterback, maybe a few million dollars more than what somebody's going to have to pay David Clowney to be a one of the edge rushers on defense.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it's not expensive. No, but in people calling it a one year rental. If you think he's the guy, you would sign him and extend him immediately. Yes. But the problem is, is nobody is convinced that he's the guy. So they he they they don't want to pay him one year, eighteen million for that one year, and then him come out and not play well. Mm-hmm. And now they're out eighteen million for for nothing, because they are inclined to believe that's more of what's going to happen than the other way. They sign him and he he goes
3: off and they got him cheap. Right. That's not going to happen. They don't. That's the league's telling you they don't believe that. Nope. And we said all year that Baker continuing to go out there every week and be that tough guy and play bad, play bad, suck, suck, suck. You're just killing his value. Just killing it. And then all the stuff he's done since then hasn't helped either. I mean, this podcast. I mean, yeah, okay, he's saying a lot of the right things, but there's still stuff in there. It's like, why, why are you even doing this? He talked a lot about like his chip on the shoulder
2: and stuff like that. And, and, and the guy was even kind of asking him, like, hey, at what point, like, do you, like, not have that? <laughs> You know, like yeah. you know, you're you're yep. you're in the NFL now. You were taken number one overall. Yeah, overall. Baker even said he has like Napoleon syndrome. Like we know. Yeah, <laughs> trust me, we know. <laughs> like you're not you're not telling us anything we don't know. Yeah, right. Um. So it. I don't mm. know if I need my starting like I don't want my starting quarterbacks back to always have to be against the wall to get the best out of them.
3: No, mm-hmm.
2: you know, I want him to just want to be great because he wants to be great. Yeah. And he he yep. talked about a lot about like when he was in college, how he had his goals. And one of his goals was never let people outwork you and how all this stuff. But he came into 2019, like 40 pounds overweight.
3: Yeah. Big time.
2: You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 30 pounds overweight. So it's like, again, like I said, he he went on here and he said a lot of the right things. But if you've been watching the last four years, you're going that this, none of this is real life.
3: Yeah, I think. And, and Browns fans, I think, will realize that way more easily than what casual fans of the NFL they might look at it and say, oh, yeah, Baker Mayfield, whatever. Because they don't follow the team. They haven't been, they don't see the press conferences every Sunday where he's throwing coaches or medical staff under the bus and things like that and saying things and calling out other players and teammates. And it's like, dude, just
2: shut up. Tell them the local media there's no other injury. Yeah. But then- texting Jay Glazer to tell him about how you have a broken bone in your shoulder. See,
3: we should make, honestly, we need a list that we can just roll through because there's so much. Yeah. So
2: again, I, it went better than I thought. It wasn't awful, but he definitely said some things where I was just like, that's not what happened. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that's, that's not the way it worked. Now, when he was talking about like the first half hour was a lot about like his college days, you can say whatever you want about Baker Mayfield in college. The dude was Straight savage, yeah. And his college story is a pretty cool college story, mm-hmm. but the the NFL stuff, like, hey man, we've we've been watching,
3: yeah. We and and on the field too. I mean, we saw those wide open receivers. I don't <laughs> care how bad the injury was affecting you; it doesn't cause you to not be able to throw the ball five yards to a wide open guy. Yeah, well, I mean, wide. The
2: Demetric the Demetric Felton play against I the know. Vikings is still it will be burnt
3: in my brain for all time. And the DPJ against the Steelers just kills me. It kills me.
2: So, yeah. The the shoulder injury didn't stop you from – you could have underhand tossed it to Felton for a first down.
3: Yeah, your shoulder's not connected to your eyeballs, is it? <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> so, um, but that's all we'll harp on that. Um, we just felt it, was, we had to, felt it was important to give you guys our insight on that. It was kind of like a big thing this week. Um, they recorded it a few weeks ago. He did say on there um, he thought he was going to Indy. Ah. Uh. He thought he was going to Indy Indy didn't think so. Nope. (laughs) Nope. Uh, And now he said he doesn't really have any idea. He said maybe Seattle. That was kind of like the only team he really mentioned, I think was Seattle. I don't know if they're going to, they're going to try to trade for him. Um,
3: Okay. Did you see the Robbie Anderson? (laughs) Yes. I wanted to say that before we moved on. Throw it out there.
2: So somebody reported, I don't know who it was on like Instagram that, the most likely place for Baker to go was North Carolina to the Panthers. Mm -hmm. And I guess they're not the North Carolina Panthers, just the Carolina Panthers. Panthers. And, uh, and Robbie, he said, he commented, no. Yeah. And, oh, 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 no. And then somebody, (laughs) then another report came out that said, uh, Anderson not happy with the idea of Baker Mayfield um, coming to the Panthers. And and then he commented on that one, said, I said what I said. (laughs) So he kind of, he doubled down.
3: And that's a guy who's got Sam Darnold at his, as his quarterback right now. <laughs> yeah. Come on, guys, this is just I mean, just look what's happening. It's crazy. This yeah. is crazy. So I thought that was that was telling. It's telling. So the, to, le- the league's telling you what they think. So are the players.
2: One hundred percent. One hundred percent. So to everybody who's been yelling at me for the last six months. I'll be accepting your apologies.
3: (laughs) Yeah. I don't think I'll get any. Yeah. They're going to be coming quick and often. Uh, So we'll move on
2: here. Um, This was something we were kind of talking about in a text thread with a lot of our Patreon members last week. Um, Debo Samuel and the Niners seem to kind of be at wit's end with each other right now. And then there's just been a lot of talk because of Seattle being a possible landing destination for Baker about um, DK Metcalf being included in a deal for Baker. First, to anybody who thinks we'll trade Baker straight up for DK, the Seahawks will never do that. Nope. Never going to happen. If we want DK, it's going to be Baker Mayfield, us paying half his salary plus a second-round pick or something, and then we might get DK. Mm -hmm. Um, So then what some people were saying, and then if we want a Debo, we're going to have to give up a a lot, and we're going to have to pay him a lot because I don't know how much you guys watched of Debo Samuel this year, but first time in my life where I watched a non-quarterback, like drag his team to an NFC championship. Yeah. Well, and he, he was
3: unreal. And you're watching a receiver do it out of the backfield a lot of the time.
2: Yeah. I mean, he, he he's just built different. Yep. Um, So we got to talking, you know, should the Browns trade for one of these guys? You know, one of the guys said, you know, it looks awesome if we could get a DK or a Debo, but both of these guys are eventually going to need paid. Next year. Next year. And then who... Who do we sacrifice? You know, if you go get a Debo, we're probably not bringing in Ward, bringing back Ward, that kind of thing. And you can argue we can rework contracts and stuff like that. And maybe we could keep Ward and Debo for a year together, but then eventually one of them's going to have to go. Yeah, oh, probably. Yeah. You know, you're not going to be able to keep everybody. And his argument was do we need to have a top tier wide receiving core like, you know, with Amari? And you know, and Joku, and then if we had a Debo or a DK, yeah. If we have Deshaun Watson, we got to we got to kind of put our thinking caps on. Yes, we don't need an All Star team anymore. This guy led the league in passing with a bunch of nobodies and a terrible offensive line.
3: Yes, that's one really big important thing that I like to point out to people is he, when he led the league in passing in 2020, he did not have DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, he only had Brandon Cooks and whoever else was on the team. I got Rob or um, Will Fuller for a little bit you know, here and there, but again, injured. I I really do think that we don't need a Debo. We don't need a DK. Amari Cooper is a phenomenal wide receiver, and he's going to be even better with Deshaun Watson. Yeah. And I think you're going to see DPJ take a huge step up. And I, I do think that there are some free agents we can kind of play around with and see if we want to bring anybody in. And they're going to get one or two good receivers in the draft. Uh,
2: um, If Amari Cooper was as good as he was with Dak, what's he going to be like
3: with Deshaun? And do you think that Dak Prescott is a better quarterback than Deshaun Watson, or is Deshaun better than Dak?
2: Oh, it's not even close. Dak is Black Kirk Cousins.
3: <laughs> I mean, I didn't say that. Somebody on the yeah, Cowboys said that. I know, that. I know remember I mean? that, yeah.
2: And and honestly, it sounds funny, but if you go, if you blind, blindly look at their stats like a blind comparison, they're actually very similar.
3: Yeah, and the pressure in the big games, the playoffs, that whole thing. I, I yeah, don't disagree. So, so um
2: And it sounds crazy to say because Dak has put up some crazy numbers in a game. But if you go back and look, Kirk Cousins has had some crazy big games. Yes, he has. I mean, going back to his time in Washington, he's throwing for 400 yards every game. Yeah, he had to. Um, So I do think, though, that the Browns need another wide receiver. Does it it have to be DK or Debo? It doesn't have to be. I think we can be really good without them. Um, It would be awesome to get one of them. But I – you still have to have a complete team. And this is where you started looking, you know, where you have to make sacrifices if you want to have, you know, these good players, mm-hmm. um, yep. you know, before with our previous quarterback, you had, we needed DK and Amari Cooper and Njoku and Nick Chubb. Just and, to have
3: one of those guys maybe hit 700 mm-hmm. yards. Yeah.
2: You know what I mean? Now, I mean, Deshaun is going to elevate the entire offense. I said this, you know, a while back. I think hidden into all this, we're talking about Njoku and stuff. Yeah. I think the guy who might benefit the most on the entire offense from us getting Deshaun is Nick Chubb.
3: Absolutely. I knew that's what you're going to say. I think Nick Chubb, I mean, he could, as long as he stays healthy this year, doesn't miss any time, he could lead the league in rushing. Yeah, I was listening to a show the other day, and they were talking about Nick Chubb and said he's never gotten to benefit from a true, like, that, the true potential of this play-action offense that Stefanski loves to use because there was really no downfield deep threat that a defense really had to account for because the quarterback wasn't capable of making that happen. But now with Deshaun Watson, that's all he does is push the ball downfield.
2: And not only can Deshaun push the ball down the field, he is mobile himself. Correct. So if, if we run a play action and Deshaun fakes a boot off of that, they have to respect that. Because if they don't, he'll keep it next time and burn them with his legs. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that was not something Baker could do. So I I think lot, the receivers, obviously I think all the receivers are going to have better seasons. But I think under the radar, Nick Chubb is the person who benefits the most from the Deshaun Watson signing.
3: Yeah, Nick Chubb and honestly just the running backs in general because I think Kareem Hunt could have – a just a phenomenal year. season too. Yep, with with his role. And I, I just, I think that Deshaun Watson gives this offense, gives Kevin Stefanski the type of quarterback that he needs to really execute what this offense can do. I mean, we saw what it can do a little bit in 2020, but again, the competition was down and all that. But just, I, I don't know if people truly realize just how great Deshaun Watson is.
2: No, there's been a lot of slander, I'll call it, saying, you know, he's closer to the 10th best quarterback in the league than he is to top five. No, guys, Mm. give me a no, no. When he played in 2020, he went ball for ball with Patrick Mahomes. Yes. It was was before Josh Allen had really ascended. Mm -hmm. Yep. It was Mahomes and Watson. That's yeah, exactly. Those were the guy. Those were the two. You mean to tell me now because Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert in the league, all of a sudden Deshaun Watson's closer to tenth? Come on, guys. Mm-hmm. I, I'm saying it's probably uh, Mahomes, Allen, Watson, Rodgers.
3: Yeah, yeah. Those are
2: probably like your your top four. Herbert Burrow. Those guys are probably like round not your top five to six.
3: Don't tell me there's other guys that you would put over Deshaun then. Just because Deshaun Watson had, you know, we missed him on the field for a full year. People so quickly forget that. I mean, Justin Herbert hasn't taken his team to the, to the playoffs yet. Yeah, you know what I mean. And uh, missing a year of football is not the big of a deal. He he missed a year of
2: football healthy. Healthy, correct. Tom Brady missed a year of football. Because he had a torn ACL. Yeah. Came back and went to five more Super Bowls. And Deshaun Watson (laughs) tore his ACL at his rookie year. Yeah. So it's like missing a year of being healthy for a year and missing football, is especially when you're in your mid-20s. He said the same thing
3: about Jamar Chase, having that whole year off where he didn't play in college before he came into the draft, said, well, he's missed a year. Okay, that hurt him. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, come on, guys.
2: Yeah, I mean, especially when he's, he's not 35, he's 25. Yeah. Or whatever he's he young. is. You know what I mean? So it's like,
3: come on. He didn't forget how to play football in the last year. No, nope. And Patrick Mahomes is a good one to mention, too, because you talk about, does do we need an absolute all-star receiving core? Patrick Mahomes had Travis Kelsey, but wide receiver-wise, he had Tyreek Hill, and then nobody else no. for all these years. And look what he's been able to do. Mm-hmm. And those those players step up into roles because he puts them in the right position to succeed. Everybody, you know, he elevates them; they make the plays elevate him. It just works. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm expecting for us.
2: Yep. So I Would it be awesome to have Debo or DK? Absolutely. Yes. I just don't think you know. In the guy raised a good point. Like, okay, go get him. And then who do you give up? And then you start thinking like, okay, well we let Ward walk. Okay, well we let. Um, we don't bring back Clowney. Okay, eventually, okay, maybe Greedy isn't back. Now all of a sudden you're going, well, great, we have all this offensive talent, but the, they better score 45.
3: So that's what I was just thinking. I feel better about our offense going against the Chiefs defense with Deshaun Watson and not T.K. Metcalf than I do about the Browns defense going against Mahomes without Denzel Ward. <laughs> yes. Does that make sense? 100%. Okay. Yep, that's a good way to put it. Um, so again, I don't, I do think though
2: the Browns got, I want Jarvis Landry back. We're going to talk about, you know, who the Browns should go after still, or if they're done. Um, uh, I do think we need more, especially because Amari Cooper does have an injury history mm-hmm. and I don't want to just, I don't want a game where DPJ has to be our number one.
3: No, they, and no add in the draft. I, I cannot I mean, unless something crazy happens, maybe they do trade for one of these guys. I just don't think it's likely. You ready for some DraftKings? Yeah. All right. So I know we had a heartbreak last night if you're a Cavs fan, but the NBA playoffs means next level basketball. NBA playoffs is always fun to watch. Get in on the first round action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets instantly. You win no matter what. All DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on NBA hoops with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. Plus, each day of the first round, get a risk-free bet up to $10 if your same-game parlay doesn't hit. Go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code TPPN, bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game during the first round of the playoffs, and you get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code TPPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See our show notes for details.
2: Okay, so as we move on here, I think we have a couple of voicemails from a Texans fan, which is pretty cool. Um, fans of other teams listening to the show. Uh, he had some thoughts on Deshaun and the Texans organization as a whole. So we're just going to
3: go ahead and play those. Yeah, here we go. This is from, and I am so sorry. I apologize because you did change your username, Mr. Brown Tiger. I forget what the username was before. It was something for the Texans or something, and now he has changed the username to Brown Tiger because Deshaun is from Clemson, and now he's playing for the Browns. (laughs) So he has changed to a Browns fan. So this is the first voicemail.
0: Let y'all understand what you're getting with Watson. The last time he played, when when, when the, the Texans played the Raiders, we were near the goal line, and let me explain to you what happened here. He was about to get sacked. Uh, One of the defensive linemen that was trying to go after Watson fell, and his cleat kicked Watson in the eye, and Watson was blind, and he kind of knew there was a receiver near the end zone, and blindly, literally blindly, threw the football to where he thought the the receiver was supposed to be for a touchdown. He was literally blind. He had to come out of the game after that because he had a bloodshot eye from being kicked in the eye. He is a franchise-changing quarterback.
3: So that just kind of solidifies what we were talking about, you know, a little bit ago. So to put things in
2: perspective, this guy threw a touchdown, literally blind. To quote, uh, <laughs> you know, threw a touchdown, and we're moving on from a quarterback that didn't throw the ball two feet to Dementric
3: Felton for a first
2: down because supposedly his
3: off throwing shoulder hurt. Right. So wide open receivers, not going to throw the ball to them. Deshaun Watson, temporarily blinded, can't really see anything, but knew that he had saw he had seen a quarterback or a, a receiver in the end zone, and I think it was Darren Fells, the tight end, and threw it where he knew the guy was. And it worked out as a touchdown. Yeah. But that's playing to your instincts, playing to your abilities and just trusting what you are processing on the field as a quarterback. And it's having a playmaker at the position that uh, so many people have talked about how you
2: don't, you know, if Trent Dilfer could win a Super Bowl or if Joe Flacco could win a Super Bowl, this isn't 15 years ago, 10 years ago. First of all, the Browns had a top five defense, those Ravens teams had all time great defenses. Yeah. Okay. Second of all, this isn't the NFL 10 years ago. You had to have a playmaker at the position. Look at the way the league is played now. It is faster college. You know, back Mm -hmm. in the day, it was if you played in a spread offense in college, the NFL didn't
3: want you. Yeah, I remember. Everybody,
2: they wanted those quarterbacks who came from the pro Pro style style offense. (laughs) That's not even a thing anymore.
3: No, it's definitely not an advantage.
2: You know what I mean? No. So um, look at the way the game. I, I was actually talking about this. Everybody's, you know, favorite Cleveland Cokehead quarterback, Johnny Manziel, <laughs> I think if he he was drafted ten years too early, if Johnny Manziel w- set aside like the off the field yeah. issues, you know, pretend, let's pretend for a moment that Johnny Manziel was like a hardworking player. Okay, <laughs> okay, just think of his skill set on the field. If he was drafted today, has a million times more chance of being successful than he did getting drafted so many years ago, playing for Mike Patton and they wanted him to be an under center. Uh, pocket passing quarterback, right? Johnny Manziel was Kyler Murray before Kyler Murray, yeah. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So the the league has changed. You have to have a playmaker at the position, and that's what we have now. And I'm, you know, I think you said we had the clip. Are you gonna play that clip on here for people to see it? Yeah. So um, hopefully, you guys will be watching that. You know, <laughs> after Josh does his producer job, that's right. Uh, so, but yeah, that, that's the that's the difference between having a a guy who, you know the other players elevating and then Deshaun, he's elevating everybody else.
3: Yep. So Brown Tiger did send us a second voicemail. And this one kind of talks about, now remember this is a, I guess I'll say a former Houston Texans fan, because I, as far as I know, the conversations I've had with him on YouTube is he is now a Browns fan. (laughs) He is converted, but here's what he had to say about the organization.
0: I wanted to tell you how messed up this organization was that I left. Uh, The owner of the franchise had told Watson, he didn't ask for it, he told Watson that he would be included and have 90% input on uh, the GM and head coach. And they uh, uh, decided to do what they wanted to do after they told him that. So they lied to his face, and so Watson asked for a trade. And nobody liked that. None of the fans liked that. Nobody liked it. And they wouldn't do his trade. So uh, a year and a half later, he finally gets his wish to be traded to a team of his choice, of his choosing, which was the Browns, um, and that's pretty much how it is. The fan base and the team is a toxic fan base, toxic team, and glad to have them over with the Browns.
3: So that's coming from a Houston Texans fan, yeah, who's just wants to see. He has more loyalty to Deshaun Watson than he does it the team he roots for because he just wants to see Deshaun go have success.
2: So he was probably a Deshaun Watson fan at Clemson.
3: Yeah. Um, Yeah, he was. Yep. You
2: know, um, again, I think a lot of people, a lot of people will say, why did we want Deshaun? He demanded a trade because they only won four games and their team wasn't very good.
3: No, No. that's false. He had just signed a four year (laughs) contract with them. He,
2: He wanted out of Houston because they lied to him. They, he signed this extension under the pretense that he was going to have some input in the organization. They were going to kind of treat him like the the star he was. Not he wasn't going to be running the front office, but they were going to talk to him, get his input. What do you think of this guy? What do you think of this? You know, we're kind of thinking of this. What do you think? Um and they just straight up lied to him.
3: Yes, and I want to make a I want to make a note here that this is different than when Baker said that the Browns lied to him. Yeah, cuz they didn't. Correct. So all right, back to
2: there's multiple reports that the Browns didn't lie to Baker. Yeah. There's just as many reports out there that the Texans lied to Deshaun. Yeah. I mean, that is widely known. And, and let's, let's be honest. The Texans organization is kind of known for being shady. Their owner is a little shady. Yeah. Um, that's not, you know, just me talking. That is, that's well known also. So they did him dirty, you know, and they lied straight to his face. And so he said he wanted out, um, it isn't because the team wasn't good. That that that's that's just blatantly false. Correct. Um, so to to anybody who thinks that, we got to get, get. Oh, and away by the from way,
3: it. he said he wanted out and demanded a trade, and the market for him was three first round picks and two hundred thirty million dollars. <laughs> yeah,
2: that that's a. So, I did want to touch on that. Okay. So so Baker once traded, and we're gonna have to pay half his salary to get right. rid of him. <laughs> right. Deshaun once traded. You know all that stuff happens. There's 14 teams that won them. It goes down to four and te- I mean, and people can say whatever they
3: want about the Browns and what they gave them. All these teams were about to give them stuff like this. The teams that actually met with him had to have their trade proposals approved by the Houston Texans before they can meet with Deshaun Watson. Yes. So they all gave however many first round picks it took and whatever else for the Texans to say, okay, now you can meet with him. So we're talking the Panthers, the Saints, the Falcons, and the Browns. Yeah. All did that. So, and there were, 10 other teams that were interested and just didn't get approved. Correct. You know, Denver would have been one of them, too, if they hadn't already secured Russell Wilson. Yes. So, this, you know, incredibly different markets.
2: And and there's a reason why. Yeah. We're not being haters. We're just telling you. Telling you what's going on.
3: Yeah.
2: Uh, We appreciate your voicemails brown tiger again if you guys want to get your voicemails on the show head to the dogspodcast.com tap leave voicemail on the drop down and you can do it from your computer you can do it from your phone it's real easy um you just tap it say your piece and then end the call and it's done and we play it yep and get on the show you can pretty much say whatever you want we'll put you on the show <laughs> <laughs> within a yeah, reason within reason but yeah we
3: we'll
2: put you on um Okay. Well, before we move on to the last thing we want to talk about, we're going to take a quick break. We'll see you guys on a minute.
3: This episode of the dogs podcast is brought to you by manscaped the best in men's below the waist grooming manscaped products are precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. Listeners of this show can get 20% off their order plus free shipping worldwide with the promo code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S at manscaped.com. And if our math is correct, that's roughly 8 million balls. Sorry, not roughly, that's smoothly 8 million balls. Manscapes Lawnmower 4.0 is the future of male grooming. This hair trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents, thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. Guys, if you've been using any other trimmer like I used to use, you know how lucky you are to walk out of the bathroom accident-free. Now, I've been using the Lawnmower 4.0 for about a year now, and I can tell you, I always leave my worries at the door. The Lawnmower 4.0 is also waterproof, and it comes with a 4,000 K LED spotlight to help you achieve the most precise shave you'll ever get. So grab yourself the Performance Package 4.0, which includes the lawnmower 4.0, along with the Weed Whacker Nose and Hair Trimmer. But Manscaped isn't just hair trimmers. The Performance Package also includes the Crop Preserver Downstairs Deodorant and Crop Reviver Downstairs Toner. Manscaped also offers body wash, shampoos, conditioners, body sprays, colognes, and more. Manscaped used to say your balls will thank you, but now your whole body will thank you, and your ladies will too. Look, I'm a guy and I know all you guys out there spend your days getting after it, busting your butt, breaking a sweat. But guys, your ladies still deserve a fresh smelling man when you get home from work. So what are you waiting for? Order the performance package 4.0 today with promo code DOGS, DAWGS at Manscaped.com. And Manscaped's also going to send you two free gifts with your order. They're going to send you a pair of Manscaped boxers, super comfortable, and the shed travel bag so you can pack everything up and take it on the road. Get 20% off right now with free shipping at manscaped.com using promo code dogs, D-A-W-G-S. When you check out, unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped.
2: Hey, welcome back. Hopefully you guys are still with us before we wrap this up. We want to kind of talk about free agency for the Browns. Cause even though it's kind of died down a ton in the last, you know, since we got Deshaun. um, there are still free agents out there. There are still holes on this roster. And I guess I just wanted to ask you, are, do you think the Browns are done? I do not. Do, do you think they're waiting? They're just going to go in the draft now? Or do you think they still have their eye on a couple of free
3: agents? No, I think there's still definitely free agents out there that the Browns are looking at. And I think they're doing a really smart thing by waiting this whole thing out. I know I, we were kind of included in the that first week of, we didn't sign anybody. Why aren't we signing anybody? And then, as things played out, and the Deshaun Watson thing, you know, came up and actually went through, and it worked out. We got him. It became very clear that Andrew Barry is just doing a an Andrew Barry job. I mean, this is what he does. He's such a smart guy, and he's he's playing the market well. There are a ton of defensive linemen still available that I I do believe is going to bring in a couple guys, address some positions in the draft. I. I am I don't freak out. I mean, I know we were a little worried that first week and everything, but at the same time, I still don't freak out about anything Andrew Berry does or doesn't do. No. I trust him.
2: Yes. For the, maybe the first time in my life, I I trust our front office mm-hmm. completely. I just think he's going to make the right decisions for the team. Um, so, well, I'll go I'm ahead, Nancy. I'm not <laughs> nervous, but it's just kind of like, man, I wish you know, I I know, I think we extended an offer to Clowney a couple of weeks ago. I don't know what he's waiting on. I've heard reports that Jarvis is still open to coming back to us maybe and we're open to him. I wish they would just get it done so I, I can quit. I would like it to be done before the draft so we know what we need to address.
3: Yeah, and I think that's also the the natural fan reaction to things. is like, I just want to know who's on my team. I just want to know who's on my team. But I think from the front office perspective, they're doing this the right way because – Like, I just pulled up the free agent uh, defensive linemen that are available. There's no rush. There's no rush. And last year, it was April 14th in 2021 when Jadavian Clowney finally signed with the Browns. So, today we're recording on April 16th. You're probably listening to this on the 18th, on Monday. I hope you guys all had a happy Easter, by the way. Um, But there's still time for these guys to sign. And, And we know that historically, Clowney likes to hold out, take all his options, you know, on the table. He's always... Values himself more than what he the market does. But you got guys like Jason Pierre-Paul. We talked about Akeem Hicks, Jerry Hughes, Eddie Goldman, uh, and Dominick Sue, We've talked about, he's still available. Carl Nassib, obviously Clowney, Carlos Dunlap, Ogan Joby's still out there, Tack McKinley. I mean, you know, now we, we fall into these guys that might not be starters, but there's some depth. But at the top of that, there's definitely starting D-linemen available.
2: Yeah, and I think we talked about this before. If we can address D-line in free agency then that leaves us yes. open for receiver in the draft because the the receiver pool in free agency
3: is not nearly as deep right now so, I mean there's there's like I nobody mean, you want me to pull it up just to have some little bit of non-fun <laughs> yeah go ahead well give me a sec while i do it but i do think in the draft we you know just by the show i did with Brian Bosarge from draft countdown and just doing some mock drafts and things like that there are more receivers available in the 3rd and 4th rounds than there are you know, defensive linemen with the potential to be, you know, impact players on the defense. Yeah,
2: um, I I think Clowney would be huge if we could bring him back. Oh yeah, that um, would do it. If and then I would still like to get an interior guy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, is Sue still available? Yeah. Yeah. Like I I think Dominic and Sue would be a good guy. And then there was um, what Hendricks. Yep. Yep. He he would be a nice fit. And supposedly we met with him, and but nothing has happened yet. So I will say this: the longer
3: These guys wait to sign somewhere, the cheaper they become. The better it is for us because we are a roster. We are a team that is attractive to players right now. Yeah. With Deshaun Watson, sky's the limit. Yeah. Come be part of a a team that can win a Super Bowl. So wide receivers, Julio tops the list. Nobody wants banged up old Julio. I honestly, I don't want any part of that. No, I don't either. Jarvis, of course, Will Fuller. We've talked about him, T.Y. Hilton. Oh. What I forgot
2: a couple of weeks ago, they asked you if you wanted Fuller or Jarvis and you said Fuller and I, I wasn't did. here.
3: I did. Go ahead. You can tear me down for it. We've had both. <laughs> We've had both responses. That is, why would you take Fuller over Jarvis? Well, my part of my reasoning was Jarvis was asking for 20 million and I knew that that's not going to happen. Yeah, and I just love what I've seen with Will Fuller and Deshaun Watson on the football field before. It's <sighs> Will Fuller. If we sign Will Fuller, he'll play four games. <sighs> he'll play seven. <laughs> yeah, Let's maybe. compromise a little bit. Maybe, here.
2: And, I mean, okay. he's never on the fe- he's never on the field. I know whether it's like
3: suspensions, perf- suspensions
2: yeah. injuries. I mean, Jarvis. First of all, Jarvis is one of the best locker room guys we've ever had. He would be a perfect complimentary player to Amari Cooper. Um, don't get me, I was thinking about this. Amari Cooper played with Cole Beasley, right? In Dallas. Oh, yeah, he did. And Cole, they, they thrived.
3: You're right. Cole Beasley's still available, too. Yeah, I would take Cole Beasley. In a heart. Also, yeah. also, he's getting older, but he's. These guys still are all old. Yeah, Jarvis and Fuller, 28, 29, but. Cole Beasley's over 30, I'm pretty sure. 32. So, but he's got a year or two left in the tank. I would take. These beast. slot receivers can play a little longer because they're smaller. They don't take the you know, they're quick, the, the wear they're on their body is not as much because they're not going down the field and doing that kind of route running the whole time.
2: Um, but yeah, I I just think Jarvis would be the perfect complementary football with Amari and and Deshaun. Will Fuller is a great deep threat, but like I said, he'll if we if we have Will, if your two best receivers are Amari Cooper and Will Fuller, you run the risk of multiple games neither one of them are playing.
3: No, I and I don't disagree with that at all. Um, I, and I do think that we, and I hope this is true. I hope this comes to fruition that we're sleeping a little bit on what Anthony Schwartz can develop into. Hopefully. I hope. In Felton. Yeah. And I think we, we saw it from Felton last year, we saw the flashes of potential. I think he can be, you know, a good asset in the receiving game, but do you think that either Jarvis or Fuller are options for the Browns? Or do you think by the time the season rolls around, neither of those guys are on the team?
2: I think there's a better chance of Jarvis than Fuller, but... That
3: price tag got to come down.
2: If... Just like the league's telling you what they think of Baker, yeah. Jarvis, the league's telling you what they think of you. And I, I love Jarvis, but there's definitely no way you think you're worth $20 million a year. right. Amari Cooper's getting $20 million. He's younger, more explosive. And he's a true number one receiver. Yeah. You know what yes. I mean? So, you, there's no way... I think Jarvis should be getting probably like, what, 12? Max. You know what I mean? Sure. So, um I do think playing with Deshaun and Amari and stuff like that, Jarvis could
3: come back and have a great year. I think you'd probably see him thrive in the role that he's supposed to be in. I've said before, I don't think he's ever played in position for, for the Browns. Browns. No. Would you bring back Odell Beckham? The only problem with that is I don't think he plays this year.
2: At all? I mean, he got hurt in the Super Bowl. I know. Yeah, he I heard
3: that would be a pretty quick turnaround. So, I mean, he got hurt in early February. I've heard reports or that late he,
2: February because they pushed the season back with the extra game.
3: I've heard that he could be could be available come end of November. Yeah, I was going to say November would be nine months. That would give him, you know, the, the tail end of the season to hopefully get ready for the a, so, a playoff push.
2: So you're thinking if he comes back in November, then we saw it took him four or five weeks to kind of get into form—
3: yeah, so but you also looking, know how our offense was running, which yeah. wasn't well. So, but even this first
2: couple of weeks in LA, yes, he's learning the playbook. But by I mean, he was on pace to be MVP of the Super Bowl. Yeah, before he got hurt. Yeah, he was looking good. Um, he was looking a lot more like his true self by you know the end of their playoff run and their Super Bowl victory. Yeah. It's just I guess if you re-sign Odell, you you're not going to get much out of him until possibly a, a, a playoff run.
3: No. So and I, I think Browns fans, you got to understand. Unless unless they do, for whatever reason, trade for a guy like Debo or DK, we are addressing wide receiver in the draft because the free agent pool right now is nothing. After those guys we just talked about, Emmanuel Sanders is 35, probably going to be 36. I'm out on him. Keelan Cole, Alan Hearns, Albert Wilson, Deshaun Jackson. These are not guys that are going to come in and make the difference that we need them to make.
2: I like Deshaun Jackson. If he's like your th- fourth, yeah, he's guy. never healthy either, though. No, if he's like your guy who he might not even play all the snaps on offense. He, if he Come comes in for like one or comes, two plays and just, I was thinking like fifteen plays and yeah. every t- they're all deep routes. Yeah, and hopefully we hit one or one of them a game or something. Um, but I think our deep threat is probably going to be like DPJ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So or Schwartz, if he you know figures like, hey, this is the NFL, the quarterbacks can throw far. Don't stop running.
4: Yeah, you know, like Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Um,
2: so I, those guys got to take a leap. Yeah. Um, the Odell thing, I never really answered. I would take Odell back. I love Odell. <laughs> I know a lot of people don't like him. I, I loved Odell. Uh, so I would definitely take him back. I just think if you're gonna, if you're bringing him back, you're looking. That's next year edition. Not he's not gonna do much for you this year.
3: No, unless you can do a nice, very team friendly one year deal where it's not killing you cap-wise to have him unavailable for the first three quarters or more of the year and know that you have that you know weapon in the waiting at the end of the season and, and ready to go for the playoffs, okay, I, I'd be all in on that. There, there'd be nothing wrong with having Amari Cooper out there. Maybe they do bring back Jarvis or they draft a guy like George Pickens or Christian Watson or whoever else that they, they bring in. John Metchie, I don't know, who, whatever receiver they bring in the draft, plus with DPJ and Felton and these other guys, Schwartz, and then all of a sudden it's like, hey, we're about to go to the playoffs and Odell Beckham's healthy. Have okay, you- now, now I feel like the Rams. <laughs> yeah, you know?
2: yeah. Yep, so... Well, I think we'll go ahead and wrap this up. That pretty much covers everything we wanted to touch on. Let us know what you guys think, what the Browns' biggest needs are still in free agency and the upcoming draft. Let us know what you thought about Baker on the You Never Know podcast. Um, do you want another receiver? And if so, who are you willing to sacrifice? If it's one of these big-name guys. Um just, you know, what let us know what you think of the market for Baker. Were we too harsh? Um, just drop all your thoughts in the comments or leave us a voicemail. Um, remember jointhedogs.com, become an official dog pack member on our Patreon page. Today we're gonna on the after hours episode, I think we're going to get into the Cavs season ending last night. Um, so a lot of, the, a lot of people in their Cavs swings, we're going to touch on that. And then lastly, remember to do the contest. Yes, please. Yep. Head to Apple podcast, or if you don't have an iPhone, get on uh, Spotify, leave us a written five-star review, screenshot it, send it to bark at the Dogspodcast.com. We will get your information and then make sure you guys l- watch live on draft night. When we announce the winner, get yourself a free Browns Jersey, I mean, no strings attached, free Browns jersey. That's a pretty good deal. Mm-hmm. And all yep. you got to do is take one minute out of your day to say, cool show.
3: And it helps support the show. So if you're listening to this, you obviously like it on some level. So just support us a little bit. We yep. appreciate it. doesn't cost you anything to leave a review.
2: Yep. Helps us out and, uh, you know, get yourself a free jersey. So let us know what you guys all think. Enter that contest and we will see you guys all next week.
1: Thanks for listening to another episode of the Dogs Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Twitter at the Dogs Podcast and become an official Dog Pack member and jointhedogs.com.